If you happen to walk by the Fifth Avenue landing, you'll likely see a glimpse of how the other half lives. San Diego has become an important way station for the ultra-wealthy owners of super yachts. These massive vessels can be hundreds of feet long and host nearly every possible luxury you can and can't imagine. San Diego's affinity for the sea makes us a key stopping point for the million and billionaires who like to sail the seas. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Peter Rowe, you're a general assignment reporter for the Union Tribune, and you cover a variety of fascinating things. And recently, you've been looking into something that many of us will never get to experience, these so-called mega yachts. What are they? Oh, boy. Now, the mega yacht, uh, that's something other people might call them super yachts. Uh, Now they're getting even larger. Beyond the mega yacht, there's the giga yacht. These are these huge floating palaces that billionaires own. Um, And they're starting to come through San Diego more frequently. Mm -hmm. San Diego is going out of its way to market itself to this very small uh, but very wealthy clientele uh, with some success. So first, can you describe exactly what a basic mega yacht is? What are the key amenities to make it a mega yacht, not just a simple, you know, super yacht? <laughs> well, let's start with the super yacht. The super yacht, uh, it depends on who you talk to, but generally it's going to be at least 75 feet long, mm-hmm. uh, 75, uh, but most of them are in the 100 plus foot range. Um, And then later, um, these mega yachts, I think people were calling those when they got up to the 200 to 300 foot range. Um, Now, actually, the largest uh, yacht, uh, privately owned yacht out there is owned by a Russian oligarch, and it's 600 feet long, which is 100 feet longer than an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer. So one of the workhorses of the U.S. Navy is overshadowed by this guy's yacht. Wow. And how much do these cost? These are generally, if if you have to ask, you can't afford, but generally they're in the 30 to 200, $300 million range. Mm -hmm. But really, uh, one of the brokers told me, said, listen, uh, the purchase price is the least expensive part about this. So I was aboard a relatively modest super yacht, 145 feet long. It was spectacular. Um, and the skipper told me, he said, just keeping it in port is going to cost you three quarters of a million dollars every year. Mm-hmm. If you want to be more active and be, you know, just enjoying your super yacht, taking it out, he said you can expect annual costs of a million and a half. So, you know, over time that tends to add up. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So the whole reason we wrote this story is because of what San Diego's doing to market to these people. What's the strategy? Well, first of all, I think people recognize what San Diego doesn't have. San Diego doesn't have some of the great diving grounds, for instance, that the Caribbean, the South Pacific, even the Indian Ocean have. Uh, doesn't have the quite the glamour of Monaco, for instance, where mm-hmm. you've got these kind of palatial uh, casinos and you've got royals. Um, it doesn't have, well, I don't know what, what London would have or it doesn't have, you know, there, there are a lot of things. 
Um, we love San Diego. San Diego is a great city, but no one mistakes it for Venice, say. Okay. So it's like a good place to hide? Well, it's, it's more than that. Um, and, and the cruising grounds. I mean, for instance, if you go up into the Puget Sound, there are a lot of islands that you can sail to and mm-hmm. sail around. It's very scenic that way. We don't have that. Um, and so, again, one of the skippers said, you know, you can only sail to and from Catalina Island so many times. So they say the cruising grounds are not ideal. What we have, though, is a terrific harbor. It's a great, safe location. That's number one. Number two, we have an ideal spot just on the global map. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people who are taking really long voyages, let's say they're going to go from the Inland Passage uh, up to Alaska and then come down and go to Costa Rica to kind of explore the, the tropical rainforest there. They need a place to kind of pull in, get fresh supplies, mm-hmm. make repairs, and just kind of rest. And San Diego is ideal for that. San Diego has shipyards. It has people locally who understand ships. They have folks who can machine parts if something breaks down. Uh, they have uh, great food and drink, actually, for the crew. Uh, the crew that uh, moors behind the convention center in what's called the Fifth Avenue Landing, mm-hmm. they can just walk over to the gas lamp. Yeah. Um, and they really like that. So these are mostly young men and women who have a lot of money and you know usually not too many places to spend it. So they roll off of these you know 200-foot yachts and they, they go into the gas lamp and have a good time. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's kind of like we're a, a way station on the vast ocean in a sense. Yeah, we are, but uh, we're, we're a very pleasant way station, and nobody really complains too much about, well, hey, you're going to be in San Diego for the next two weeks or two months. Uh, it's not considered a real hardship. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to marketing to these individuals who you know have unforeseen gobs of money, what's the biggest draw? Is it just the fact that like it's a reasonable place to go. We have the the Navy infrastructure, so we have all that talent. Is it just like, you know, this is the place to stop to make sure your yacht's still yachting properly? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's all that, and it's also the fact that all this can be done discreetly. Uh, the owners tend to value their privacy. Uh, it is rare. Um, you, you'll see these yachts uh, pulled up, for instance, at the Fifth Avenue Landing, uh, what you won't see is them um, <laughs> conducting tours for the general public, mm-hmm. bringing you on board. They really don't like that. Um, and the the folks here understand that, and they deal with them in kind of a, I mean, you know, there, there's no hiding a, a 200-foot yacht when it comes in. Uh, by the way, just to give you a sense of the scale, a 200-foot yacht If you've seen the Star of India, Mm -hmm. Star of India is about 203 feet long. So generally, that's what you're talking about Mm -hmm. Um, at any rate. um, So you can do all this. uh, You can do it all relatively quickly, and you can do it with a certain amount of discretion. People can fly in and out without too many paparazzi. Um, that's, That's just not our way here. Yeah, and I imagine there's something equivalent to, like, you know, DoorDash or uber for all these people to get all of the things they need to keep sailing 
Yeah, yeah. There are a number of companies here where that's that's their primary focus is to service these yachts and do it quickly and and uh, quickly. I was going to say and inexpensively. That's not exactly true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who runs Fifth Avenue Landing told me that once he was talking to one of the owners who wanted something done, and he told the owner, "Listen, you can <laughs> you can do this um, quickly." You can do this cheaply. You can do this well, but you can only do it two out of those three. So you mm-hmm. can only do it cheaply and quickly, or you can do it well and um, and quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do it cheaply, quickly, and well. And he said, I don't care. You know, at this point, I have more money than time, so just make it happen. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. So... So they're, in some ways, kind of ideal clients. They're willing to spend whatever it takes. And, you know, I mean, the the local uh, shipyards, the local vendors are willing to supply them at that rate. Mm-hmm. And do you have a sense about how many, like, annual moorings there are? Like, what's the, what's the universe of these, you know, billionaires sailing the seas? Yeah, as you can imagine, this is a fairly small group. So around the world, it's it's estimated that there are between five and 7,000 what you would call super yachts. Mm-hmm. Um, and of those, uh, the Fifth Avenue Terminal has 12 slips. Uh, it says it maintains a full house all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could use more. There are maybe four or five of that size over uh, on Shelter Island, and a couple more scattered throughout. So at any one time, we might have 12 super yachts in port. Uh, so it's a very small, select audience. Mm-hmm. But also the sheer amount of money they're spending keeps all of the infrastructure in business. Yeah, it does. I mean, it. it <laughs> so if you can imagine all uh, 20, 20 super yachts at a time, each one of them spending um, three quarters of a million dollars a year, that's a, a fair piece of change. Certainly. I have to say, I mean, I was anxious to get aboard one of these super yachts, and I finally did. It was a super yacht, though, that was, um, you know, they were working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't being shown in this kind of, you know, like you were coming into a, a model home or something where everything's just so, you know, things were kind of scattered about and, you know, work was going on. I understand that. Um, so I wasn't able to see some of the more spectacular interiors, but I've read about them mm-hmm. and they're astonishing. They're just incredible what some of these yachts have. You have some yachts with indoor spas, with indoor spa pools that are fed by indoor waterfalls. You have basketball courts. You have indoor and outdoor swimming pools. You have places to land your helicopter. Some of these have two helicopter pads. Some have um, rather large elevators that can drop down into the ocean and pick up a seaplane and bring the seaplane aboard. Um, there are movie theaters on board, well, especially on Steven Spielberg's super yacht, which he has. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, almost anything that you would want, and quite a few things that you probably didn't know that you wanted, these super yachts are equipped with. There's one that was here recently, the Sea Owl, which is owned by a, a tech multi, multi, multi millionaire, maybe not quite a billionaire, out of. Uh, 
Long Island in New York. And it, uh, it has a carved mahogany tree. I mean, it's a carving of a tree that grows up through four decks. Wow. Yeah, really pretty spectacular. Silk Tibetan rugs, um, you know, original Picassos. It's just kind of on and on. So these are, these are these homes away from their homes, away from their homes, away from home. Mm-hmm. But they have all of the comforts of the most ornate, the most ostentatious home you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting uh, hearing that description kind of in the backdrop of the political conversation that people are having about income inequality and, and the memes about eating the rich. So it is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> right, which is another reason I think that um, the owners protect their privacy and don't want too much publicity about this. On the other hand, the folks who are running the businesses here locally, uh, they want to spread the word that San Diego is open and welcoming uh, to this business. Yeah. I guess it is kind of hard to eat the rich if they're all sailing the ocean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, It's it's something rather spectacular to see, but Mm -hmm. it's it's something that you think it's so far from real life. Mm -hmm. uh, It's almost like viewing, you know, another species, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe from another planet. All right. Peter Rowe, thank you so much. My pleasure. In other news, the city of San Diego has released a statement saying they won't sell the data collected from the 4200 smart streetlights. These devices, that look like oversized routers on a street lamp, gather data on parking, vehicle counts, temperature, humidity, and air pressure. The city also reiterated that they aren't spying on people. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. If you also like your news in your email inbox, we've got you covered. You can sign up for breaking news, top headlines, business, sports, entertainment, watchdog, caregiving, and more. We've also got Boratines en Español, plus emails from Pacific Magazine and a host of community newspapers. Just go to unionchip.com newsletters. Until next time.